From our creative studios here in Northern California, you are listening to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and I am your host, Sonia Paz. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, rock stars. Sonia Paz here with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I am the creator and host of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and I am thrilled that you are listening in today. Today, I bring you episode 73, and I have with us on the show today, Kwame Christian of the American Negotiation Institute. Kwame brings amazing resources, how to negotiate, how to ask for the sale, and the logic and theories behind everything involved to make it so easy for you to make more sales. Now, you're going to hear on our conversation that Kwame and I met recently at Podcast Movement 2017 in Anaheim, California in August. He and I were there for essentially the same reason, but as I was working on learning more and getting a lot more under my belt as a podcaster, Kwame was there to do some serious networking he was connecting with other podcasters and so many people in the podcasting industry. Now, without any further ado, please welcome Kwame Christian to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. Kwame, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I want the listeners to know that we, you and I met just about a month ago when in Anaheim for Podcast Movement 17. Yes, that was so much fun. Oodles of fun there. <laughs> what, what do you feel that you learned so much about the conference? So this was my second time going to the conference. And what I learned is that since the sessions are recorded, unless I know the person and I'm going to support them in person, there's really no reason for me to go to any of the sessions because the real value is in finding awesome rock stars like you and that we're connected. And so uh, because of that, I just skip all the sessions and then uh, just mingle the whole time. Right. Yeah. And there was definitely a lot of networking going on. And um, you and I were, we had the pro pass, which allowed us to listen to any of those uh, talks and keynotes and videos at a later date. So we were having breakfast that morning and we were sitting at the same table and we got to chit chatting and we traded cards. And of course, I always tell my listeners and folks who subscribe to the podcast that that is value. You are networking. Never do not underestimate the, the value and power of a business card. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, so tell us, I mean, I know, I know what great work you do with the American Negotiation Institute, but let our artists and creative folk know what it is that you do and how your talents and what you work with the Institute can help with negotiations for artists. Yeah. So um, 
with the American Negotiation Institute, the, the, the biggest thing that we do is the podcast. And so that's the, the easiest way for people to, to learn more about us and, and learn from us. So the podcast obviously is free. It's um, the top ranked negotiation podcast in the nation. And it's been going really well. And so on the show, we focus on teaching people how to be more persuasive and how to resolve disputes effectively. And so for me in the, uh, at the Negotiation Institute, what I do is I do trainings. I do corporate trainings, and I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching for people who want to be more persuasive in general or people who are working on a specific deal. And uh, it's been a lot of fun building that. Uh, so by trade, I'm an attorney. So I have my own law firm. I work with small businesses and entrepreneurs. And so when it comes to my negotiation philosophy, of course, there there's the persuasion uh, tactics that I share can be utilized in, in any situation, but there's a heavy um, lean towards negotiation as entrepreneurs. Right. No, I love that. I love that you have a philosophy behind your law practice and that there is a bit of creativity, though, in negotiating, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I've listened to your podcast and I... I oh. The, one of the ones that I listened to was just about the approach. And I loved that because I, you know, not everyone out of the gate starts with painting and then going out and selling their work and know how to ask for the sale. I mean, fortunately for me, I sold automobiles. <laughs> I sold cars in the, at the late 80s. And one of the things that the sales manager taught us was one-on-one -on -one strategies and how to ask for the sale and you can come off with a really, you know, quote unquote, car salesman approach, or you can gently ask for the sale by qualifying. Um, what type of, what type of subtle approaches would you recommend for artists to start out with? I would say that the first thing that artists need to do, and, and this is a problem that, that most people have, but I think it's particularly uh, predominant in the, um, creative community is the fear of the ask. So whether or not, whether it's you asking for something or if somebody gives you a little bit of resistance, um, the fear of engaging in that conversation, we need to develop that willingness to actually engage with the conversation. Because on the one hand, when we're asking for something or asking for more, um, that's that can be a little bit awkward because we feel like there's going to be resistance. And then what happens if we feel that resistance? It's That's not typically where your strength lies. And then on the other side, if you have a, a piece that you're working on and then you say, hey, uh, this is uh, $600 and the person's like, eh, I can't pay that much, blah, blah, blah. Um, you, you kind of have a natural inclination to shy away from from that contact in that way. So the first thing, as far as approach, the first thing that we need to do is, gen is generate the willingness to engage in those conversations. I know for me that people will start off with, for instance, the $600. Oh, well, this painting is, or this artwork is $600. And they, and they balk or they start to, you know, well, yeah, that's not really in our budget. Well, you don't stop there. You say, well, what is your budget? And you start to qualify and ask questions. And the more information that you can get helps that negotiation because somebody might have a $400 budget and they can get something of a different size. So I know for me is asking the questions and overcoming the fear of asking the questions to, to get the answers so that you can both be, you know, turn into a happy medium. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And I, I think one of the best ways to increase your willingness to engage is to first do some introspection and figure out why you're even having this conversation in the first place. So what is your reason for being in this position? And if it is to share your art with the world, that's powerful because you feel like you, what you can provide has an impact on people and you want to share that. And that that in itself would make you willing, more willing to engage. Some of us are in the position where we are doing this to to feed our families and thinking about who we're fighting for will give us the the willingness to engage. And the thing is, when, when it comes to this, it doesn't really ever become 100% easy. I think for some people it, it might, most people it doesn't. There's still a level of forcing it that has to happen. There's still a level of forcing it that happens with me. Um, but what, what I would suggest doing is engaging in what I call rejection therapy. And that's where we engage in conversations where we don't think we have any <laughs> any shot of getting what we want and understanding that a no is likely to come. And what that does is it makes us a little bit more resilient when that no does happen, when it does matter. And now, so let's say with rejection therapy, there are really two options. First, you get rejected. That's a good thing because you realize that there's life after after rejection. You engaged in a difficult conversation and you're okay. And then the next part is sometimes you end up getting <laughs> getting what you want, what you ask for, and it's shocking and, and a really nice surprise. And so um, forcing yourself to engage in these conversations will pay dividends down the road when it when it really matters. Right. And that turns into, you know, for artists, that's that could be a lifelong collector. And, you know, I um, you had said something there. I It struck something with me is that when you know, you could be talking all day long about price with somebody or, you know, but the thing is, it gets, you know, we are doing this to feed our families and it is an emotional purchase, not only for it's, it's an emotional transaction, not only for the seller, but for the buyer. And one thing I would, I've always told artists and I did, a, I'll reference in the show notes, the podcasts that I've done in the past that talk about this is when you're discussing the artwork, instead of start going on and on about price, I would segue into asking them point blank, what is it about this artwork that speaks to you? And it takes it from a, you know, let's talk shop and let's talk this numbers game to, you know, what is it that brings, what, what, what evokes the emotion from you for the, from this artwork? And that totally changes the landscape of the conversation. Absolutely. And and you're bringing to the surface one of the key skills when it comes to negotiation, and that is curiosity, the ability to ask high level open ended questions um, that gets the other side talking. And so my rule of thumb is when I'm negotiating, I like to keep the breakdown of conversation about 70, 30, where I'm listening 70 percent of the time and only speaking 30 percent of the time. And if I'm doing that, I know that I'm getting great information and the person is feeling comfortable because we need to get them to feel comfortable. Because think about it, when when it comes to yes versus no, no is almost always going to seem like a safer response than yes. Yes means that you, there, some change needs to happen. You're comfortable with the status quo. And so if you can get people to speak is going to lower their defenses and make them more comfortable with you, generate more trust with you, um, and reflect more uh, favorably upon what it is that you're trying to uh, get across. Right. No, this is, that's completely to the point. I love that. Now, have you, 
worked with artists in the past? Have you, well, wait, let me rephrase that. I know that you have because you had told me that you were on a podcast with, oh God, Dadius? Yeah, Daedalus Howell. Yeah, and I, I went to check to see if that podcast had posted yet. It hasn't, and I think I, I did that interview like a year ago. So I'm not sure if he's still uh, posting on his uh, on the podcast. But I was on his radio show as well. He's from the Bay Area, and um, yeah, it's. He, I love talking about negotiation and persuasion when it comes to artists because it's so subjective. Um, with a lot of other things where the the benefits are more tangible, I think it's easier to come up with the uh, the numbers because you can do a, a more effective cost benefit analysis. But when it comes to artistry, it's very subjective. What does this what does this do for you? And I think that's why it's so important to ask the question that you asked. What what does this uh, piece evoke for you most emotionally? What connection do you have with it? And the thing is, when people share that information, it gives you targets. You know, and think about it as opening a door and you're trying to find the key to persuasion and the door is locked. You have a bucket of keys at your side and you could either sit there and try every single key <laughs> right? <laughs> or you could ask them which key, what does the key look like? How big is it? And then it'll, you'll, you'll know which key to try to unlock the door of persuasion. It's a lot more efficient. Uh, it's a, a lot more of an efficient way to go about approaching the conversation. So asking that question can really inform the things you say as a follow-up because it gives you a target. Right. And I have seen so many artists that just someone says, well, it's not in my budget. And they sit down and they pick up a magazine. They ignore the they ignore the customer or they basically <laughs> say, this is the way it is. And, you know, there's not a lot of engagement. And I would see this from doing, you know, the exhibits and the online, I mean, the ex the art and wine festivals. That's how I ended up getting my start. And um, I witnessed a lot of things and people would always ask me, you know, hey, you know, can I take you to coffee and pick your brain? It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> but you have all the tools here. You just need to turn the switch on. And I ended up work doing workshops out of the out of my gallery in Campbell because I it was too much for me to go and talk with everyone to have my brain picked. So I turned it into a workshop. It was at the time it was called Get in the Game, the Guerrilla Art Marketing Experience, which basically was, you know, marketing from the trenches, just getting it using the resources you have and doing it, you know, shoot from the hip kind of thing. And um, a lot of artists would come in and take, you know, it was just an evening course, but that was the question over and over is, well, I can't deal with the rejection. I, I, when someone says I can't afford it, what do I do? I sit down or that's not, it's not my taste and that's fine. And just how to sort of exit gracefully from those, from those, you know, I have, I'll tell you, I've had people come in saying, yeah, meh, not my style. And they have walked away with a painting. So, <clears throat> so there is the belief of what it is, who you are, the stories that you tell and the way you engage. And that's a huge plus. Right. And, and to the point, one of those, to this, one of the stories you said, um, you're afraid of that rejection. There's a school of thought where they say that if you haven't gotten a rejection, you haven't negotiated well enough. Because what you want to do is, and this is almost like a metaphor for life as well, 
um, you don't know your boundaries unless you test them. And so if somebody comes to the, well, of course, it depends on how this thing is uh, marketed. Maybe it's a gallery situation where they need to ask about the price and then you can talk about it in that way. But if somebody says, oh, yeah, I can afford that. It's like, hmm, I wonder what you would have been able to afford. If you, right. were, <laughs> you know, if you're if you just accept 600, would you have accepted seven, eight? And so sometimes if you're in a situation where you have a high ticket item and you can refrain from giving the price up front and engage them in the conversation, it might be worthwhile to intentionally go higher than what you think it's worth. Um, and then and then adjust as you as you start to see their range through the use of open ended questions. And, and I want to reframe rephrase what I said, not higher than what you think it is worth the highest possible uh, band of, of price that you think is, is reasonable. Um, whenever you create a price for something, um, and in this situation, I'm focusing on price because that's really the issue that we're dealing with at hand. But this works in, in other situations, time, um, whatever it is. Um, you want to make the highest offer, the most aggressive offer that you can reasonably justify. And the test that you can use to determine whether or not your ask is legitimate is what I like to call the, the because test. I'm asking for this because blah, blah, blah. If you can talk about the market, your level of experience, those type of things to support your your ask, then feel free, feel comfortable asking. But don't go into the conversation unless you have a clear understanding of where you're willing to go. So maybe you ask for $1,000, but you know you'd be willing to accept even as low as seven fifty. dollars you can start the conversation, hold as close to that $1,000 as possible throughout the conversation, and then wait to see if they're willing to counter and see where that goes and then go from there. But when it comes to utilizing this technique, which is called anchoring, um, I have a whole episode on that. I posted it last, last month, August uh, 2017. Um, you, need to, you need to make sure that you don't negotiate against yourself. And that is something that people do all the time. And it's, it's one of the biggest mistakes you can, you can make. So imagine if you're a boxer and you are in a boxing ring with somebody else and your opponent just starts hitting themselves. It's like, wait, what? You're just going to sit there and let them hit themselves. That's essentially what we do when we negotiate against ourselves. So if we start the, the conversation at 1,000 and they say, eh, I'm not sure, I don't think I can do that. And then you say, okay, would 900 work? Okay, would 850 work? We're, we're doing their job for them. And that's that we can't do that. Maybe a thousand works. <laughs> they just might be thinking about it. And so what you need to do is you need to think about it like a dance. I take a step forward. That was my offer. Now it's your take, turn to take a step forward. What is your counter offer? Don't make the mistake of negotiating against yourself because you're going to start to see much lower prices than what you possibly could have gotten if you did it the right way. Right. And, and ultimately, the artist is going to feel really lousy about it. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it a hundred times. And what's funny is that they'll start going backwards and I'll think, well, shoot, if I just stand here long enough, they're going to just, I'm going to get this <laughs> thing for two, buy one, get one free. But, right. but with that said is what I, what I tell people, if when people start asking, you know, well, you know, what are you willing to take for that? My question back, and it, this is, <laughs> my customers are going to hear this and go, Oh, man. No. But um, 
they would ask, what are you, you know, what, what are you willing to take for this? Well, how many pieces are you looking at purchasing today? And that puts a whole different level on it. It puts a spin on it because I give my customers a discount anytime they come back for more art because it's my way of saying thank you. So if you want to be in that same game, if you're willing to purchase this piece, um, you know, I'm more willing to offer you a group, you know, you know, a multiple piece discount if that's what you're, if that was, if that's something that you'd be interested in. And that way I'm not taking the money out of my pocket, start discounting the artwork, but I am giving them a little food for thought. Hmm. Because maybe they haven't thought about more than the one piece, maybe pairing it up and getting a whole room in this theme or in this, you know, with my artwork would be something that would, you know, to entertain them. So you're absolutely right. It's, it's basically say what you have to say, stop talking. Exactly. And and I want to go deeper into what you were saying, because there is a there are added levels of brilliance to what you said, because in, in what you're, you're with that question, you're asking them to essentially come up with a counter, but you're doing something else. You're using anchoring in a different way, because remember how I said you could use anchoring with the price. That's the obvious way to use anchoring. Now you're using anchoring with the quantity of pieces you want them to buy. And so to kind of go into that, we could say. Well, if you buy five pieces, we can get a 10% discount. And then what might happen is they might say, well, I wasn't, I was planning on getting one, five might be too many. Then you could say, all right, well, if you do three, maybe we could do a, a 5% discount or a 3% discount, something to that effect. Um, it's the same psychology that grocery stores use where they say um, 10 for 10. So for instance, like one might be, it might be $1. So it's like, Hey, if you get 10, it's only $10. Oh, well, I was thinking of buying three, but why not get 10? <laughs> right. How many, how many cans of canned peaches do I need today? Exactly. <laughs> Apparently 10. <laughs> and so what you do is you're, you're reorienting uh, them to a higher number. It's called a reference point. And so when the reference point is lower, it's going to pull them lower. But if the reference point is higher, it's going to pull them higher. And so you want to try if you are trying to get uh, to sell your pieces for the highest dollar value and sell it for the sell the largest quantity of pieces, you want to do whatever you can to orient their prices to the right. top band. Right. And I love that you're on the show today because you're able to give all of these references, anchoring and, and all of this great information to our listeners that um, I know a lot of it is new for me. I mean, heck, I don't know everything. So a lot of these references for negotiation that you've presented today are of extreme value. And I truly, truly appreciate it. I'm excited. I just want to go out and sell something right now. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. I appreciate it. it, it this is fun. And, and the thing is, like, once you understand the rules of psychology that are at play when it comes to persuasion, it, it makes it a lot easier. Like Think about going back to that point of the, the reference point. I've been able to use humor effectively. So whenever I make a certain kind of joke, people never <laughs> complain about my prices. And so here's the joke. So, for instance, if um, somebody's asking me for some work that's like $2,000 to do, um, they would say, okay, so how much would it cost for me to do, to do this? I would say, It'll be $10,000. And I say it with a, a straight face. And then you could tell the shock on their face. 
I'm like, I'm just kidding. It's only $2,000. And so they, then they laugh. And so what's the, the brilliance of this is the fact that there are two psychological feelings that you're triggering in them that are incredibly pleasurable. The one that's obvious, which is laughter. People like to laugh. It makes them feel good. The one that is arguably more pleasurable is the feeling of relief. And so it's like, oh, $10,000, that's terrible. Oh, thank goodness, $2,000. Then it, it fosters a, a feeling of gratitude. Whoa, thank goodness, that 2000 seems so reasonable now. And so if, if you do that, um, yeah, it's funny, and, and it gives them a sense of relief. But at the same time, it changes their reference point for a little bit. And since you are timing it in such a way that your offer comes after something that seems so astronomical, it makes whatever you say seem a lot more reasonable. Well, that's funny. And and I agree. Any kind of humor that you can have. And I tend to be a little bit too sarcastic sometimes, but I do agree that, you know, when you can find someone that has, you know, a sense of humor or just add a little, you know, light to the subject can certainly be, um, definitely it's pleasurable for sure. Definitely. Wow. This is awesome. Um, what would your top two things that you would advise artists to go out and do today? Yeah, there's so many options. But here's here's oh, this this dovetails perfectly into the freebie. Um, so I have a, a negotiation guide. So it's the ultimate negotiation guide. It, it outlines the characteristics of good negotiators with challenge with challenges that help you to improve your skills that you could do on your own by yourself um, in the next week or so. And then um, it also includes a preparation guide that will include a step-by-step approach to how to negotiate to get more of what you want. And it also has a conflict resolution guide that'll help you to create a step-by-step approach to address the conflicts that you would, that you need to face in your life. So Along with that, oh, I guess I should give the URL. So if you go to AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide, G-U-I-D-E. So AmericanNegotiationInstitute.com slash guide. You can get that free guide there. And so the, the tip that goes along with that is the, the fact that you need to prepare for these conversations you there needs to be a systematic approach that comes with the preparation and just knowing your limits and knowing what you're going to say and which tactics you're going to use gives you so much more confidence when it comes to navigating these difficult conversations you're ahead of the game you know that you're more prepared than the other side when it comes to having these conversations so the number one tip i'd say is taking the time to prepare for these conversations in a systematic way and that free guide will help you do that That's awesome. And I'm going to be putting all of this information in the show notes um, with with the um, with the freebie and with your website and, of course, your fabulous podcast. Let um, are you are sorry, let our listeners know how other than just that um, your website, how else can they connect with you, Kwame? Yeah, the the easiest way is check out the podcast. Um, leave a review if you like it, please. I like that. Um, but the if you want to get in touch with me directly, um, I can give you my email afterwards. So you could put it in the show notes. But LinkedIn is also a good way to do it. Um, I al- always respond um, directly with a personalized message to everybody that touches base with me on LinkedIn. I will say, though, it takes me a while. I probably have 
I think at this point, close to 200 LinkedIn requests that I still need to go through. But I, I refuse to simply accept everybody um, I, without sending a message. So I'm going to keep on doing it this way uh, because uh, doing this, uh, doing it this way allows me to connect with people who are interested in this topic. And uh, for me, I know I can just nerd out on this indefinitely. And so talking to people and hearing exactly what it is that they're interested in and, and what um, materials they'd like me to uh, provide in the future helps to inform my content, which makes the podcast better. Yes, definitely. I know I have not. I'm very funny when it comes to LinkedIn. I have this hard and fast rule with social media. Well, not so much Twitter, but on my personal Facebook page and with LinkedIn, I I want to be able to know the person I'm connecting with. I'm not collecting, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not collecting uh, connections per se. I want right. to be able to connect with someone who I've done business with or that I at least have met face to face. That And there's a lot of crazy reasons why, but those are my two rules. I do, of course, have my business Facebook page and all that other good stuff. But um but I'm glad you did mention LinkedIn because I think every artist should have a LinkedIn uh, profile. And I keep Hi. telling them it's free. Just put on there, you know, Joe Blow, what is your profession? I paint, I sell my stuff, I'm happy or whatever. Just <laughs> <laughs> have something on there. And I, you know, this, your art and your, your art is your business and your business is, you know, what is going to help you grow and get your social media. And so I'm glad you mentioned the LinkedIn profile. So, so yes. So I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show today. This has been a true treat. And there is the, like I said, the benefits of all the networking and you happen to be at the right place at the right time. And I was at the right place at the right time in Anaheim when I met you that morning. So you know, it's it's a blessing. So thank you so much, Kwame. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was this was a lot of fun for me. Good. I'm so glad. Thank you. I cannot tell you, Rockstars, how much I felt energized after talking with Kwame. He has just a way about him and the way he speaks and all of his amazing knowledge and expertise with negotiating and just the little things that you need to know to bring your entrepreneurship to the next level, how to ask for the sale and really how to be confident in doing, asking for the sale and being on top of everything. Now, I also have episode 007. If you have already listened to that episode, I would love it if you can go back and listen to that again. That episode was titled Eliminate the Gears of Fear. And that episode goes into great detail on just taking the leap, doing it, getting over all of the things that cause us to freeze up and to not move and to really get it out there and have the confidence. Trust me, you have my permission to do this. It's all good. Another podcast that I had prepared for you in the past was episode 36. It was a uh, Fan Mail Friday episode, and it was from Alan in San Francisco, who has a question about securing prices and concluding the sale. This is another episode that really, really goes well with not only this episode 73, but episode 7. These episodes work really well together, much like a wine, cheese, and fruit pairing. This is going to give you all the flavors of confidence that you need to really not only overcome the gears of fear, 
to ask for the sale, conclude it, and feel really good about what you're doing with your art business. And then, of course, episode 73 to just be the, the sweet wine that you need to just make all the flavors come true. I will also have all of the information on how to reach Kwame Christian from the American Negotiation Institute in the show notes today. So do please reach out to him and also check out his podcast. It's called Negotiate Anything. It's about negotiation, persuasion, influence, sales, and leadership. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Did you know that you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rockstar? Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can download onto your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And for you, the listeners of the Rockstar Mentor podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rockstar. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash rockstar for your free audiobook. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and I am thrilled to be able to offer you all of this great advice and experience that I have learned over the years in creating my own art business and developing products and getting my art out to the masses. Any support that you can provide for Rockstar Mentor Podcast, you can visit us at rockstarmentorpodcast.com. We have a variety of different platforms that our podcast is hosted on, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. If you enjoy this podcast and you find value in it, please give us a review. It only takes a moment and it really helps us out on any of these platforms to let others know about our podcast. And of course, if you are an artist and you know other artists, please share this podcast with them. That way we can help other people manage and excel in this creative art industry. We also have a Patreon page where you can support the show as little as a couple dollars a month. A little bit does go a long way, especially when you are supporting a podcast like ours where we are offering you great advice and freebie downloads. Sometimes it just helps with any of the logistical costs it takes just to host the show. All of the information for our show is listed on our website at rockstarmentor.com. We have everything from free downloads to you can listen to the podcast straight from the player on the podcast page. And of course, if you're not much of a listener and you're more of a reader, we do have great show notes in the blog section of the website. We also have a mastermind group that you can join in and sign up for via the website. This way, not only can you participate in some of the conversations, you can join in, give advice or ask questions and other artists will be there to help you out. If you'd like to know more about me and the artwork that I do, you can reach me at soniapaz.com. I have hundreds of products on my website from artwork that I've created that we have transformed into products. We want to help you do this too. Please do sign up on the website, get our VIP notifications, and stick with us. Listen and do subscribe. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and look forward to talking to you soon. 